Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Real Deal Fishing Podcast. My name is Kevin. My name is Mike. And uh, tonight we got another awesome show. We got a fun show for you. Uh, this episode is episode number five, Mike. We've been we've actually had four weeks of this, and then one extra episode. So uh, I think it's going well so far. What do you think? Well, I mean, I, I definitely enjoy being an overachiever. Uh, <laughs> I feel that we we probably could have fit one or two other ones in there because this is just too much fun. Sit around and, and maybe maybe an here soon we can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. And we're going to have some opportunities here, uh, or at least in November and February, to do an extra one. So I think that's going to be awesome. Tonight's show, or today's show, whenever you're listening to this podcast, and thank you for listening to the podcast, is about fishing terms. Whether they're popular terms, or technical terms, or even funnier, and most important, slang terms for some things that anglers commonly use and do and catch in fishing. What do you think about that, Mike? How many can you think of right off the top of your head? I think I needed to bring a notebook over here with me and a pen because maybe it would have been nice for us to keep track of how many baffle you and how many baffle me or, or just mm. anything that stands out. Well, that's the thing. I've seen all of them. So the oh. format of the show tonight is that I've I've done my research and I've found let me scroll through my list here. You, over, have a great memory. you you would remember which ones threw you for a loop or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. I, I will say that there are some that um I didn't know until I looked them up. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Um so, yeah, I, we have 91, 91 different terms. We will not get to all of those, maybe. I don't know. Maybe go we'll fly it. through them. Let's do it. Let's uh, go before we it. go on, I just want to thank the Boom Squad members. I don't see any in chat right now. Hopefully my settings are right this time. But uh, <laughs> thank you for those Boom Squad members that come in on the YouTube side and watch live. And then thank you for everybody listening on the podcast. Uh if you're enjoying it, please share it with other anglers you may know. And uh, to, to both groups, if you enjoy the Real Deal Fishing Podcast and if you enjoy Palmetto Cats YouTube channel, check out shoppalmettocats.com. That's my website. You can support the channel by buying some Palmetto Cats merch. You can also check out upcoming events and even participate in some by registering. And we have a community calendar on there that will show you all the events coming up in the community. Lots of tournaments nowadays, Mike. I know. I feel so bad that I haven't signed up for any. A few of them even sounded like they might be my kind of gig. And it just the last few weeks have just flown by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, people being sick and, and uh, you know, work. Work. We have to work, right? To, to get paid. I, I told somebody today, I wish the school district would pay me to, to go fishing. But anyway, I digress. If we're going to get through 90 terms, we better get yeah. started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, so, don't pull my string. Uh, mm, so a lot of these terms or some of these terms are just technical terms that people new to fishing 
or um, maybe just started, or maybe you've been doing it for a while like me, and you just never quite knew what that term meant. So the format is I'm going to say the term, and Mike is going to give his best definition of what he thinks the term is. I'm going to give you a, an easy one to start off with. Okay, but I, I was told there would be no math, right? There is no math, but you're oh, good at you. math, so don't even don't even joke. <laughs> Uh, so the first one is an easy one. Artificials. What is an artificial when it comes to fishing? I would think that would be referencing, uh, an artificial bait, like a, like a plastic bait that's imitating mm -hmm. something that like a minnow or. Yeah. So a general term used to apply to any man-made lure used to catch fish as opposed okay. to using. Uh, natural bait. Or okay, a, so, so not just plastic. So I, I, I'll i give myself a half point on that. No, yeah, you got a full point. You got it. All right. All, All right. right. Here's one. Here's one. And I know you'll know this one. Actually, this one has this one has two definitions in the fishing world. No pressure, right? Action. Action. Okay. Well, to me, that would be referencing the, the action of a rod. The which is so what which is yeah. the, the wiggle wiggle or <laughs> where that where that rod bends and how it bends. Uh, mm -hmm. Beyond that, I would say that action to me would be if there's if there's activity while you're fishing. But to yeah. me, I call that activity. You know, I've we've gotcha. got a little action over here, a little action over there. I call it activity. So mm -hmm. but am, I, am I wrong on on number two there? Definition. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. Okay. Absolutely right. And my settings weren't right, but I'm fixing those right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Here's the next one. Yeah. So you get the action of the rod. You know, when people talk about, you know, bend and flex and mm -hmm. and uh, fast or slow, medium action on flex. a rod. That's the word that, that couldn't yeah, get flex. Yeah. <laughs> and then action, you know, hey, we got a lot of action on the water today. Bait everywhere. Fish yeah, are tearing jumping. it up. <laughs> How about this one? Uh, paper mouth. Paper mouth. I believe that's referring to the crappie. Yeah, have a absolutely. Very thin, very thin mouth. Uh, mm -hmm. So you you want to be very careful how how you reel them in mm. once you do hook them. And I haven't seen people <clears throat> violently hook set those fish. Just because mm -hmm. they don't want to just tear the hook right through the paper mouth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, he's talking about crappy or crappie, um, and that's that's one of those slang terms. And uh, some people, well, uh, I say crappie because right now I'm feeling kind of crappy. Crappy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all have to forgive Mike if he coughs. He's was a little under the weather, but he's on the mend now, so. I'm a, bad, uh, I'm a podcast superstar. I gotta be you here are, for man. adoring fans. You're, you're a number one superstar, <laughs> America number one. <laughs> Hashtag one. <laughs> but uh, I so just because we're on crappy, um, you know, another term for crappy would be spec. Have you ever heard that one? I have heard that one. I don't know which area of the country refers to them as specs mm -hmm. we do not in the mid midwest we call them crappie 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, so my I have a cousin in Florida who calls them specs. So maybe that's that's kind of where it came from. All right. So again, we're discussing if you're just now starting to listen, if you're just coming in, we're talking about popular fishing terms. And some of those terms are slang, like paper mouth, or actual fishing terms that maybe are just unique to the fishing world. How about backlash? Well, this you would find a picture of me next to a round reel in the fishing <laughs> dictionary. And the backlash is when your the the spool on your 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 line pretty much explodes, and 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 backlashes into itself. There, um, mm -hmm. I am an expert at this. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, let's explain to the the podcasters exactly what what kind of happens when you backlash, also called uh, bird nesting. If you can explain, I will sit here and try to learn how to. Okay. okay. <laughs> so if you don't have the on a round reel or even a low profile reel, if uh, which which are basically um, reels that. Uh, are smaller and they have a spool on them as opposed to a, well, I guess all reels have a spool, not a spinning reel or a, it's actually called a conventional reel. But whenever you get a backlash, it's because you don't have enough tension on your spool. And so when you cast, if the spool goes faster than the line going out from the spool, then uh, the spool will wrap up said line and cause it to knot up. So you want to make sure that you either have pressure on the spool with your thumb, the appropriate pressure to match the velocity at which you're casting, or you need to put the proper tension on the tensioner knob to make sure that that spool doesn't reel go as uh, faster than the line going out. Was that a good explanation? I like that explanation. I like I the word velocity. I don't think that it would have helped me with the the reels that I have sent out across the nation that I just believed hated me. Oh, man. All right. Let's go to um, – so, again, we're talking – Mike is – I'm giving fishing terms that Mike hasn't seen, or but he's probably heard before, most of them, and he's giving us his best definition. Bail. Now we're not talking about bail, like you know, you you go to a blind date and she's not as pretty as you wanted her to be, so you bail. I'm not talking about that, Mike. Okay. So when I get too loud in public, oftentimes <laughs> I turn around and I tell people that I may need bail. Okay, <laughs> no, really. Uh, on, on the reel, on so the many definitions. Reel, you have a bail which is the metal, uh, I want to say, it's it's almost like a... It's almost, a ring. like a Yeah, like a ring, like a half circle. Mm -hmm. That's the bale which gu guides and continues to guide the line upon the spool. Mm -hmm. you, you flip this open, so that way you can cast out, the line goes out. You then close it, so that way you can retrieve the line... By mm -hmm. turning your, your, your crank there. 
Yeah, I mean, pretty pretty close, pretty close. So the actual definition is the ring of metal which rotates around the fixed spool of spin of the spinning reel. Uh, the to bring in line. So you got that perfect. Mm-hmm. In order to cast the spinning reel, the bail must be flipped open. See, I said but it yes. backwards. Yeah, I mean, you got it. You got that's it. Es- so, that's Espanol. <laughs> <laughs> there's also uh, bail is another fishing term. If your boat is filling up with water, this is the action of filling up whatever you can f- scramble to find in the boat that can hold water and <laughs> dumping it out wow. <laughs> of the boat. So that's a scary that, definition. That's I don't like that definition as much. No, we're going to knock but, on some wood and hope that we don't have to ever hear yeah. anybody doing that. <laughs> or you can, you can bail out of work to go fishing, which makes sure you got a good understanding boss. If you yep, do, that. do that a lot, <laughs> but you're the boss. Yeah. How about this one? Uh, Barb. Not your friend from the salon or or the the play date mom, Barb, but a fishing. <laughs> I need to stop doing that. The Barb would be uh, a piece of the hook. The the on the, the tip of the hook, they're oftentimes they they have the little barb. So that way it, it sticks into the the fish's mouth and and, and so you can't you can't use the term to explain the definition. Right I know, now. I know, but I did it anyway. <laughs> I did it anyway, and you know when you're entertaining and you try to present your made up definition because you don't know <laughs> the good words. Then... Here's a word. Here's a word oh, to throw in your definition: protruding. Yeah. The protruding part of the hook. I mean, I, I, if I had a notebook, point. I would just draw it for you, and you'd be like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> well, it." Well, listen, we're 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 we have podcasters listening. I know. So we, I know. do we have I, to describe? That's difficult for me, honestly. That's been that's been very difficult for me. So you should have been. Time, a, we should have flipped roles here. Half the time, I sit here and I look at myself, and I'm just like, "What's wrong with my hair?" and Kevin's like, dude, they're listening. They don't care what your hair looks like. It's like yeah, it's that daggone hook thing. Yeah. That when it gets in your thumb, you know it's going to hurt to remove. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a protruding part of the hook uh, near the tip of the hook where the, where the action happens, where the hook goes into the fish's mouth. And it keeps the hook from backing out of a fish's mouth. There are lots of places to fish in Europe that do not allow you to use mm. a barbed hook because they believe that it damages the fish and and threatens their livelihood. Mm. And so sounds like they work for YouTube. Barbless hooks. <laughs> and here you are trying to catch 50 60 pound carp mm. and you don't get to have a barb. I mean, that adds a whole degree of difficulty. Mm-hmm. All right, here's one. Break strength. Break strength. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe that would be referencing line. Yeah. And that's when they give it a rating of two pounds, four pounds, six pounds. That's the Test. break strength. 
of the, yeah, the test. Yeah. And that's that's the test you have to put it through to break it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, how about this one? This is a cool one that maybe we never we probably say it all the time, but uh, and do it all the time, but we never really define it. Blind cast. Blind cast. Well, I just to bring some of our friends to this. Uh, I've thought that as does a blind cast when he casts backwards in his kayak but uh, i mean that's that's just i'm just saying he's throwing it out there he doesn't even know what's going on but. <laughs> i mean that, that could mean? be casting without that... knowing where it's actually going or are they referencing what you know if you're casting and you don't know if there's structure down there or something or yeah yeah me. i mean both are both are good applications so the definition as a tactic used for prospecting, often in unfamiliar water, where the angler simply casts in different directions. So basically, you know, like if if you don't really have a good graph, you would do a lot of blind casts. Um, but I guess, yeah, casting backwards like the kayakers do, that could definitely be another application for the term. I never really thought about that. See, when I go to trivia on Friday nights, I like to come up with answers that may not be the correct answers, but if they happen to fit the parameters of the question and, and, <laughs> and hit the clues that are laced inside of the question, I like my answer. I think it's pretty fun. Sometimes I like my answer better than the actual answer. It's <laughs> just a window money that way. Yeah. Don't. So this is a, this is a term that uh, I guess I've heard used recently. Um, but here you go. Polywogs. Polywogs. Um, mm -hmm. I think that references bullheads. Is yes. Bullheads or flat? No, it's yeah. Bullheads. Yeah. Bullheads. You got yeah. it right. And again, I don't know which area of the country it is. I'll, I'll throw out the guess of Arkansas, but just because Close. I don't know. Missouri. And uh, and in Oklahoma, uh, yellow bellies and chuckleheads are two other. Yeah, I never heard of that before. I've heard yellow bellies, oh. but I've heard yellow belly uh, used to describe a. Um, no, I've heard yellow cat. Yellow cat yep. is yellow for cat. flathead. Yeah, so so Polly like would say, "Hey, that's a nice yellow belly on that one." You know, I mean, yeah. he, he would he would say that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Chucklehead. Uh, that's yeah. that's no. derogatory. You gotta respect the bullhead <laughs> better than that. Chuckle chuckhead, chucklehead, chuckheads. Here so. in Iowa, the bullhead is an amazing flathead bait, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that they hate each other, but one certainly likes to eat the other one. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. All right. Here's one that you're not going to like the definition for. And this was sent in. This was sent in by a fan. All right, fan participation. Yeah. Here we go. Sewer trout. Oh, well, I can <laughs> only imagine that they're referencing the the common carp. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we affectionately refer to them sometimes as the Midwest salmon, 
but that's Midwest just salmon. That's just because we aren't we we try to not treat them as a total trash fish, even though they'll eat anything off the bottom. They'll even eat catfish <laughs> bait. I've never heard that term, sewer trout. Yep. But apparently in, uh, I guess, Kentucky. Oh, I, w- I would have guessed New York. So I would have been <laughs> wrong again on the location. I think sewer trout are probably rats in New York. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's that's, that's kind of like badge of honor awesome. Speaking of rats. Rats. This is a regional thing. Rats. Uh, To pertain to a fish. I have heard rats being uh, referenced to fish that are very small. And I've also heard them reference specifically channel catfish. Mm. That's those. Those are the two, the two, uh, examples that i can provide so the person that sent it to me is from idaho and they said that they have so many rainbow trout everywhere they're like rats and so they call rainbow trout rats in idaho and that came from our the the population right the quantity of the population they aren't referencing the size that they're little rats compared to could a, be to a but then one. you got you got big rats in new york so i don't know but that was from our friend snake river catfish lair he said that they call them them trout or uh, rats rainbow mm-hmm. trout rats this one's easy how about this i'll give you the definition and you tell me how many slang terms you can give me for this definition that'll be fun a very, very big fish. Okay. If people are going to call something a big fish, but they want to sound cool, mm. they're going to call it a leviathan, a donkey, mm. a mule, yep. a hippo, a manatee. They're going to call mm. it... Uh, Come on, you're missing some of the popular ones. Oh, I know, I know. I was gonna say I haven't even gotten down to like any of the like typical. <laughs> Nail typical the typical terms. ones. Nail the typical Longer, ones. Yep. Um. Monster. Uh, uh, I got about the, ten on this list. And there's a YouTube channel. Really popular one. You know, I'm slunger. At this point, Oh yeah, Slunger. That was, I never heard. That's an Ohio thing, I guess. Yeah, and <clears throat> and I thought that that was specifically from Chris Souter's dad. Could be, and, and it's it's awesome, but it it's definitely nothing that I would think of right off the top mm-hmm. of my head for sure. Um, you got a toad, slob. Yeah, yeah a slob. Toad. Now, me personally, I've never known the difference between a toad and a frog. So whenever anybody says a toad, I'm like, are you sure it's not a frog? But that's just because <laughs> I'm sarcastic and try to be funny. I, I how about, try to be the funniest person in the room. So, How about golly whopper? I have heard that before. Never would use it. I'm, I got like a, an Alabama or a Georgia feeling maybe 
Tennessee. That's Tennessee. Justin okay, Johnson. <laughs> I went too far. I went too far. I skipped over Tennessee. How about the Whopper? Yep, the Whopper. That's a good one. A tank. Uh, some of our other friends here say Gary and Goober. Yeah, sweet doggy. Yeah, sweet doggy. <laughs> and they all ham just bigger than me. Here's two that I've never heard before. A ham Duncan. Mm, never heard and, that. And a Hammerstein. Never heard no. those before. But that was, those no, are fans submitted. Is a Hammerstein referencing a piano or something? Then is that the <laughs> is that the company that makes those? No, that's a Steinway. Steinway. Mm. Okay. Well, we're gonna start calling big fish Steinways then, because I don't <laughs> I don't get it. Um, Muy Grande, Mondo. Yes, a Mondo. Yeah. Cat. Mondo. All right. So talking about talking about same category. Uh, well, donkey could refer to other things. What what can a, what can a donkey refer to uh, other than just a fish, big fish? You mean the bait? People yeah, throw around donkey, donkey bait. bait. Yeah, donkey and, weights. Yeah, donkey weights and donkey baits. So now we're now we're talking epic stuff, and mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know epic stuff because I don't catch, <laughs> I don't catch fish that big. <laughs> me, me neither. Don't worry about it. Uh, how about shoulders? That would be referencing the thickness of the fish, specifically to right, right, just past its head. It looks really big, really wide, really thick shouldered. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the, I'm gonna hit shoulders. the X on that one. No, I'm gonna hit the X on that one. Not the girth of the fish. No. So whenever a fish has shoulders. That means that it's a good fighting fish. You'll oh, hear people saying the fight. It's not referencing yeah. its actual physical. It could be. Stature. It could be, but I've I've heard people and I've said it where you know you're fighting a fish and you're like, oh, this okay. fish got some shoulders on him. Okay, okay, I like that because like he's tugging. Because he's because he's hard. He's he's putting in some work. He's yeah, he's getting it done. Okay. You know, because, strong people usually have broad shoulders. That sounds better to me because I've seen a lot of fifty-pound fish come into the to the boat or to the bank within like mm-hmm. two or three minutes, and I'm disappointed as a viewer. Yeah, they didn't have any shoulders. I'm like, I'm like that thing's that huge, and it just gave up. <laughs> All right, here's a common one, but it it it's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. A rod. Just the word rod. Just the word if, rod. Let's say because you take it out of context and you you're talking around people that don't fish. You say, "Yeah, I got a new rod the other day." Mm. They might say a hot rod, a you know doweling rod, a rod iron. Anybody that I talked to would know exactly what I was talking <laughs> about, and they would say to me, Mike. You really needed another rod, and I'd smile back and say, "Yes, I did." <laughs> None your business. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, with rod, I think tomorrow or the next day, Kevin, it's green. Mm. Yeah, and I know somebody, one of our members, will like that. Yeah, get you yeah. some. Oh. 
If I don't like it, I know where it might end up. <laughs> it's green. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it could also be a pole. You know, we could also call a rod a pole. But when we think, we think it's, you know, it's pretty much self-explanatory if you say, if you reference fishing. But there's different aspects of what a rod can be and the pieces and everything. And there's a lot of things that go along with a rod. A lot of other terms like action, which we mentioned before. But then you might say, hear somebody talking about the butt of a rod. What are they talking about there, Mike? The butt. They're talking about the 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 bottom, specifically the the portion of the rod that is that is touches the body. They, yeah, that that touches their body <clears throat> prior to you know getting to the real the real mm -hmm. seat. Mm -hmm. A lot yeah, of us so, older guys like real seats that have triggers on them. Mm. Some people don't like that anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the butt Handle. of the rod, people might be talking about the butt when they talk about is smooth or rounded or tapered or notched. So, you might hear those terms. And it just refers to the shape of the bottom of the rod. Mm -hmm. So if you were to stand one up end on end and the butt would be what touches the ground. So it butts up against something, I guess you could say. Then yeah, on the rod, you the have terminology there of mm -hmm. the pieces of the rod. Yeah. You have the guides and that's the, the metal eyes on the rod to which the, the line passes through. Do you always keeps... call them eyes? I find myself I call them calling eyes. them eyelets. But I don't know if that's yeah. just something that it's said around here or just something that I yeah. said wrong and I've kept saying it wrong ever since. Yeah, I think it's regional. I mean, mm -hmm. I always say eyes because that's my, my dad called them. But the technical term is the guides, guides, which makes sense because it guides the line, you know, throughout and the guides the does not reference the rod tip. Correct. It's always nine guides plus tip. Mm, I don't know. The top I, I one is, is referenced differently. Since oh, okay. It's built, mounted differently. Gotcha. Well, then you have a, a weight classification. So you'll hear people say like heavy, extra heavy, medium, medium light. And that just basically gives you the stiffness of the rod. Uh, from the from the butt up. Actually, no, it's from the real seat up to the tip. It would be the stiffness of the rod. And, of course, an extra heavy would have the most stiffness, probably to where only the top third or maybe even the top quarter mm -hmm. of the rod will be flexible. And the rest of it is what we call backbone. And so if you're fishing in high current and we're going to have a show about rod selection uh, as soon as we do all of our research and get all the get everything so we know it down pat. But you know, we'll talk about when you need to select the different rod strengths. So you may hear those terms, and then you have uh, you have the ferrule, which I hate. I just I hate two piece rods with a passion. If you've watched my channel, you know why. But the ferrule 
Tell us what the ferrule is, Mike, on a two-piece rod. That is the 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 connection between the two pieces, the 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 tip and the. I guess you would. Well, no, it's the it's the top half of the rod and the bottom half of the rod, and that's the little gasket where they hook together. Yeah, yeah. And so some of them will have, uh, like rubber on it or hardened plastic. It's usually a different material than the rod, or at least coated. They had metal quite yeah. often. They had metal, even if your rod was fiberglass, it would still have mm -hmm. a metal ferrule. Mm -hmm. And you got to keep checking those connections because if you don't and you cash and, really hard one time and should the those, rod tip accidentally, those two, fly, those two pieces can come apart and you might lose one in the Potomac river. I'm just if saying this is ever caught on video. Then you'll never live. People it down. will never, ever let you hear the end of it. They'll never let it go. So you better just bring it up yourself so people can start laughing and get it over with. But well, anyway, people write songs about it even. I know, right? So then yeah. you have you have um we're talking about the rod again. You have the real seat which Mike referenced. Mm -hmm. And you have graphite, plastic and uh aluminum. Usually are the three different materials. Is there anything else I'm missing? It's pretty much most of it. I don't think so. We have the the handle, yep. which references the or or the grip. I think they might call mm, it. Mm -hmm, you grip. have foregrip, and mm -hmm. then I Back grip. we we always called it the butt, but that's not true. No, that's the not butt the butt. It's actually the very <laughs> bottom of the rod. Yep, yep, yep. And I I I'm telling everybody right now, just because we're on the topic. That balance, how long that foregrip and what did you refer to the backside as? Back grip. Let's call it that. I sometimes Let's just I go with call it. it the handle. It could um, be. I mean, the handle sounds more right. However many <laughs> inches that is versus the total length of the rod really mm -hmm. creates the balance of the rod as you hold it in your hand. Mm -hmm. Now that that's changed every now and then, depending on what size reel you put on it and how much that reel weighs. Mm -hmm. But that's very important for an angler to determine what is most comfortable to them because mm -hmm. some rods have shorter handles mm -hmm. than others. Some rods have extremely long handles and some anglers don't like mm -hmm. one versus the other. So very important right, that you, right. you guys check into that before you start buying one, 200, you know, 300 yeah. different rods over the course of your. And life. one way you can, one way you can test all those out is you can go to a catfish conference. And that's a perfect segue to talk about the Kansas city, Missouri catfish conference on November 19th and 20th is the first one this year. You can go to catfishconference.com to check out more information and then there's also one in February in Louisville, Kentucky, February 25th and 26th. You can check that one out. Same exact show, maybe a few different vendors, but Mike and I will be at both of them. That's so you can right. come up and meet us. I'm driving but, uh, so that way I can put stuff into the back of my truck. And I'm going to buy stuff and put it in the back of Mike's truck and he can ship it to me back in South That's Carolina. Right. 
That's right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that's a great opportunity to test out hold these rods because I think I think the the grip or the the handle as we refer to it is uh what you really need to consider is how you reel in a fish. If you're the person that puts the butt on your leg and grabs the grabs the fore grip, then you need uh, a sh you don't need a, a long handle. But if you're like me and you put the handle up under your armpit and to reel in a fish, then you're going to want a longer handle so that you can grip it with your armpit. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's something that you know you, you got to consider, and you can't really judge that. Unless you know, unless you know the length you want. But if you're new or or you're new to specialty rods, like we're talking about, then you need to definitely know that. And then you have different materials those handles are made out of. You got a golf grip, um, you have a, a cork handle, you have an EVA foam handle, and then there's even paracord handles. I've always so been seduced by the cork handles. I like cork too. Oh, it's they just so don't nice. last as long. You just got to take care of them. You're supposed to seal them is yeah, what I learned. Yeah. And I even you're had somebody send me some of the sealant. Haven't seen any of them yet. <laughs> 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 All right, let's go into a non-catfishing term. Uh, let's see. I still have a shot mm -hmm. at it. You never know. What is a crankbait? A crankbait. Is an artificial lure, oftentimes mm -hmm. painted up to imitate, you know, some of the other little little fish out there that the that the predatory fish will come at. Usually, it has uh, one or two places where there's hooks are mounted onto it. <laughs> it it'll it, it it can or cannot. <laughs> it can it can have a lip or it can be lipless. Nope, nope, nope. That's different. There aren't lipless crankbaits. Well, I've so uh, the 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 technical term for a right, crankbait is a bait, an artificial bait that you reel in, and the action is such of the bait uh, by just cranking it. Oh, that's a good definition. I like that. Yeah, I was so whether it's there and you let me drown that long with that when you had that great of a definition. <laughs> <laughs> so if it, so if it's cool. lipless, if it's lipless, then it'll definitely just be whatever you unless you add any extra action to the rod. Oh, it's going to be whatever it is. But if it's got a lip, then it'll have a different action. So I guess you're right in the past and Mm -hmm. I think people would just call them a plug. I thought about just saying, oh, that's a plug. Yeah, plug. Yeah, pl that's a great but, term. But would you have accepted that? Well, I given, mean, that's a term. Awesome We're just talking about terms. Is, I don't like my definition. <laughs> I don't like the plug. But no, what that's about awesome. that's what about it? I like that. It is. It is. What? And that's something I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't that's awesome. know. That's awesome. Um, what about a chatterbait? I know what it is, and I think I have it in my head. And we had this. Mm -hmm. This is the one that we discussed in the in the pre-show warm-up. <laughs> but I, I, I really, I don't go know. for it. 
There's two different there's two different baits that I have inside of my head. Mm-hmm. And the one that I was thinking of actually has little little uh they're almost like little metal arms or fins that come out and they'll make even mm-hmm. more um uh ruckus Chattering? you know in the in the water <laughs> and they actually it, do they actually and I'm here I am chatter I'm, here I am. I'm trying to make the motion and, you know, people are going to be listening and the people who are watching us right now are like, you know, what's wrong? Oh my God. Way? Mike's trying to fly over here. We, you know, we should have, we should have invited Tom in again. He'd have, he'd have probably had. Oh, Tom will burn right these there. up. Yeah. Tom so the definition I have, and you're, you're, you're really close. Oh, okay. it's a type. And, and I have the luxury of having the definitions in front of me, so I'm not on the hot seat. I never but, looked you know, at them, but but you know Mike agreed to this, so yeah. Uh, a type of lure combining a lead head jig with a metal blade. White re- uh, while retrieved, the blades create a chatter by swinging back and forth and tapping against the jig head. Hmm. So I might have I, I might have been on. You're to close. It you were talking right. about the, you know the yeah, they, and they like. <laughs> They like hit, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't say they hit the head, so I, I would still. I would still not count that one for me. But I, oh. I, was close. I feel good that I was close. Here you go. This will make you feel better. A ditch pickle. Well, now you're actually the person who introduced me to this term. Did I? I had never heard it oh. before that, and I never heard maybe, it until I started doing YouTube. So maybe, maybe that was. You know, one of the one of the things that that drew me in a little bit more to the Palmetto Cats channel is that <laughs> I was able to ask you about that, and you did give me an answer, and you didn't pick on me. So that's a that is the affectionate term for the largemouth bass. Affectionate, I like that. Yeah, we'll accept. I'll accept. I heard Aaron right. say it the other day during him and. And Tom's live. He's like, there's another ditch pickler coming by, and a bass boat goes <laughs> zooming right past on the lake. Uh, here you go. Walking the dog. It's a bass oh. term. Or a lure term. So walking the dog is the technique of causing a surface plug to swim from left to right in a zigzagging pattern during the retrieve. Walking the dog. I don't think I would have guessed that. <laughs> Here's one that I know one of our members would enjoy. Uh, Sunfish Assassin. A slab. A slab. Well, the best the best thing that I can think of is usually people say that's a like a large a large pan fish is what I'll say. There you go. People who have talked to me have referred to that uh, several different ones in that family. Or mm-hmm. what? Yeah, crappy, yeah. Uh, brim, bluegill, and bluegill, red ear. Shellcracker. So yeah, that's exactly right. A big slab. All right, here's one. Uh buttoned. 
buttoned. If you need a clue, let me know. Buttoned? Mm-hmm. Clue? Uh yeah, but just a little clue. Not like so a if I'm if I'm moment. reeling in a if I'm reeling in a fish, I may say this. I may say stay buttoned. Oh, stay hooked. There you go. You're asking the fish to stay hooked. Okay. Yeah, buttoned up. Yep. Uh, here you go. Structure. Oh, this well, is now something that's... I now I'll, I'll preface this. Like people start talking about structure, they on get YouTube, specific and they get passionate. And I was like, I was like, what structure? Like there's a building down there. <laughs> <laughs> there there's a you know there's a tower. I, I don't get it. And then and then it went anyway. I'll let you do the uh, definition first. He, here's the definition that I like. I don't know if it's everybody's definition, and I don't know if it's the correct one. But I like the definition that a structure mm -hmm. is anything that holds fish, which to me means holds fish near it, underneath it, by it, just in that vicinity to that piece of structure. Because a lot of people get upset they're like rocks are rocks. They aren't structure or trees are trees. They aren't structure. And I don't know. I don't know. And, and I don't want to enter that war of the term, <laughs> but I would love to know what your term is. Well, I'm, I took this straight from the internet um, okay. and I agree with it. I agree with it. Any physical underwater feature, which could be drops and humps in the bottom, Sunk trees, wrecks, and even temperature barriers, which I didn't think about that one, can all be referred to as structure. Mm. But some people may call some of those things cover as well. Yeah. So, like, structure, a lot of people, especially in the catfishing community, mm. refer to structure as the physical contour of the bottom. You know, is it a dip, a hump, a flat, a ledge? And then cover would be the various other items that could be down there, like trees, rocks, uh, barriers, wrecks. Because you think structure, I, I guess they refer to structure as like the natural layout, right? That's the structure of the land, the layout of the land. And then cover is anything that a fish can hide under. So I guess that's where they get it from. But both are good definitions. And, you know, anybody who's, who's fished for a while is going to know what you're talking about, but maybe new people probably would get a little confused. Like I, I didn't know what structure was. I was like, what's that there on the bottom? Is that a log? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a log right there. There's a rock right there. There's a wreck right there. There's a big hole there. I never had a term for it growing up. So now we have a term, structure, which has always been around. I just didn't know it. That's a good one. That's a real good one. All right. How about... Hmm. An outrigger. 
Typically, it's salt water. Yeah, I thought that the, I thought that the outrigger was the the apparatus that helped get your bait further from the the boat. It's almost like an arm or with a with like a pulley or something on it mm -hmm. that can help that can help widen stretch out your baits. I mean, yeah, uh, freshwater fishermen use planer boards. Yes, to yes, the same uh, effect. It, yes, so to speak. And I got to tell you, planer boards are pretty cool. I I have gone on a few guided fishing trips, and the last time we were on a on a reservoir. And we used planer board. Now these were the smallest planer boards I've ever seen in my life. And I don't know, I don't know anything about anything of that. But mm -hmm. when you when you started drifting or dragging, I don't know what we were we were doing one or the other or both, whatever. <laughs> but once well, I those saw are those things, terms, those things widened out, and I think he had a couple pairs of them, and so one went even wider out there than the other, and it was mm -hmm. so cool. But I didn't know how to read a bite off of them. Now the outrigger, because I've been on, I've been on the Pacific Ocean and in the Sea of Cortez. The outrigger, it's kind of different because I, I think there was like more of a violent action, where when we were fishing uh, last month, the the reaction on the planer board was almost like a pop, and I'm mm -hmm. like. I'm like, what is that? And he's he's just it's like, oh yeah. He's like, he's like, that was a hit. And I'm like, that was it. I was like, because I'm thinking like the outrigger. I'm like, I'm thinking we're gonna be like kaboom, you know, and there was no kaboom. <laughs> but we we did catch two fish on planer boards, so that was pretty neat. And Lauren didn't understand the stop though. He's like, he was like, stop reeling for a second. Let me, let me get this planer board uh, unclipped here. Let me do this or what, you know. And she's just like, don't tell me to stop. We don't have the fish yet. <laughs> we don't have time. We don't have time. <laughs> we got to get the fish in the net. <laughs> yeah, I've only ever used outriggers one time, and I was on Lake Moultrie. Yeah. I fished with Casey Nelms, and he has an older center console boat with uh, it's you know offshore boat. Right. Yeah. And uh, he had outriggers on it. And basically, you just clip the line in. And when the fish hits it, it's it's enough pressure to pull that clip off. Yeah. Or pull the line out of the clip. And so, yeah, so it, it is like, violent. It was like a pop. I was just like. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, very much. And, and you, don't, you don't see the rod go down. You just hear, you know, a pow or a yeah. pop. And then yeah. you see the line, line go, and then the rod goes over. So I thought so that outrigger actually hooks the fish. You're right. Seeing that line move mm -hmm. throughout the air and then the rod. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, that could exciting I remember man. it all. It, that was 15 years ago, but I still remember it. And so then with the planer boards, you know, your rod is the out your your planer board is the outrigger, but it you know it's still it takes the the current to pull it out or the drift to pull it out. So you mentioned drifting and dragging. Uh -huh. So I'll just go ahead and go over these because I I was often confused about. So drifting, dragging, and trolling are three different actions, but they are all very similar. Uh 
I'm very confused by that as well because I yeah. I am a bank fisherman, but I I am going to continue to go on guided trips, and I'm so drifting and dragging country. Knock on your doors, and have you uh -huh. take me out in your boats too? So I need to know <laughs> these terms. So drifting and dragging are often used interchangeably, which um, you can you can drift and drag at the same time. And you control while dragging. Okay, the 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 drifting and the trolling are actually the two comparable terms, and not the dragging. So the 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 trolling is whenever you're moving throughout the water, actively fishing under power. So whether it's a trolling motor or a kicker engine or your main engine. Whenever you're trolling, you're under power. You're still pulling baits. You're 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 moving baits through the water, um, but you're under power. Drifting is the same thing. You're pulling baits through the water, whether they're suspended or dragging or or whatever. But you're under the control of the current or the wind. Okay. 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 Dragging is a specific word that refers to um, having your baits on the bottom and pulling them across the bottom, whether you're trolling or drifting. So, and that's that's why it's kind of weird because people use dragging and drifting interchangeably, which they're they're not they're not alike. The word itself is not alike. So, um, the real term should be trolling or drifting, and you can drag baits doing both of them. But you can also troll baits suspended. You can also drift baits suspended, which is what a planer board does. You can do that with a planer board. So, anyway, I hope that kind of clears that up. Uh, you really have to think about it, and really doing it helped clear that up for me. How you feeling over there? I'm still confused. <laughs> but now it makes sense because sometimes the trolling motor was not in the water. So mm -hmm. I think that then was the difference. Yeah. Because the our guide even said that too. He's like he's like, "Oh, we're we're drifting now, and I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, that, that that's think referring about, to the action of the boat, right? Yeah, think about it this this way: if you if you were on a ship, right, and you had to get in a lifeboat, that lifeboat is drifting. That makes sense. You know, I it's drifting it with the current or the wind. To, I thought it was still referring to what you were doing with your right, your, your right. Life. There yeah. you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's not a fishing technique. It's it's a way to employ a fishing technique, I guess you can say. And I know now that we've that, lost now that we've lost everybody's attention. <laughs> I noticed that the, the speed was a little bit different. Like one, I felt we were moving just slightly quicker than the other. But so so that depends. <clears throat> like uh, usually. A uh, so you got you also have a controlled drift, 
So you have a drift where you're just moving to wherever the current, whatever speed the current or the wind takes you. But then you have a controlled drift where you can use like a drift sock. Or some people have like a downrigger type system where they have paddles on the back of their boats. And so they lower these, these fins in the water. And as long as the you don't have any current in the water, if the wind's blowing you, those paddles create resistance and slow you down. That's really expensive, though. I use a drift sock, which is basically a cone-shaped piece of fabric um, with a, a wide end, a really wide end, and then a tapered end, really small at the other end. So it, it gathers water and slows you down, kind of like a drag a drag racer when they deploy a parachute. Mm -hmm. so. so hopefully that helps everybody out. Let's How many terms have we gone through, Kevin? I don't know, man. I'm jumping around. We it's are. A, they're in alphabetical order. <laughs> we are getting close to our to our hour mark. So I didn't know, I know. If, we, if you wanted to do like a five minute. Uh, what do they call that? When it's like the lightning round. Lightning round. How about a lightning? <laughs> can you give me even like a two minute lightning round? All right, we'll go quick where we won't expound on any. Okay. Uh, terminal tackle. Hooks, sinkers, swivels. I don't know how to define it, though. Good. That's, I mean, pretty much it. Um, a dink. Small fish. Yep. Um, let's see. A grinnel or mudfish. A mudfish is a bowfin. Yeah. So a grinnel is another name for a bowfin as well. I, if you just left it at that, I would have never. Missouri. I think Missouri. There's a lot going on in Missouri now, isn't there? Apparently. Making fun of making fun of my bullheads and such. <laughs> Not cool. Not cool. Missouri. How about how about a leader line? Leader line is a different material that you use to create your rig, um, <laughs> your Santee Cooper rig. Give me some bonus points, Kevin. Um, it's, not, it's not like monofilament and braid. It's actually different, isn't it? I mean, it's monofilament. Makes, you can makes, have monofilament later. Night knots. Or are you just basically the actual piece of the line that's attached to the hook? Yeah, basically, yeah. you have your main line tied to a swivel, and then from your swivel to the hook, you have a different piece of line. Uh, it could be fluorocarbon or monofilament, usually. And usually, it's heavier than your main line. And this is to, um, like, especially when you're catfishing or shark fishing, you know, you have they have the teeth and the sandpaper type teeth. So, shark fishing, you'll use a metal leader so they can't cut through it. Um, so basically, it's the line closest to the fish, which normally takes the most abuse. Your and definition so you is way that. better than mine. I won't even beg for that point. <laughs> How about, uh, let's see, a foul hook? That is when you do not hook the fish in the mouth. Mm -hmm. Chum. Chum can be... Lots of different things, but you are basically throwing bait out into the water 
with the hopes of drawing the fish into that area hmm. to feed, luring them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not legal everywhere, people, so check no, your laws. No, it's not. No, it's not. Check your laws. We don't want to get you in trouble. So it was the real deal told me to do it. <laughs> yeah. Mike Murillo, Mike Murillo said that it's really cool. He chums with feet how about, all the um, time. A, it's okay. <laughs> how about a, a Guggen? A Guggen is once again an affectionate term for somebody who doesn't fish a lot, but seems mm-hmm. to show up to ruin your, your fishing like a... <laughs> A, a a novice or a, a new yeah. new yeah. angler, so to speak. I would even go as far as to say a new angler that doesn't really try to learn. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, there's no effort put in, no respect shown, thus none given. Which is why I said it's an affectionate term. <laughs> How about lipping? Lipping is when you pick the fish up by its lip. You you really get your thumb and, and, and kind of clamp down on them and hold up your ditch pickle so that way you can show your friend <laughs> Kevin that you caught a real nice one while trying to catfish. Spooked. Spooked. That's when the fish swim away because you have created some sort of a ruckus or a, a, a motion or an action, or even your shadow can spook mm, the fish mm-hmm. away. It has a lot to do with the clarity of the water and the noise you make. Very much. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about sound, but uh, yeah. I said ruckus. I probably... Yeah, I mean, well, you're coming at it from a bank angle, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. me, I have to, like, when I, whenever I got people in the boat, I'm like, lower the anchor in. Don't chunk it in, yeah. which I mean, you know, you, you throw, they're used to hearing splashes all the time, but not accompanied by a Yamaha engine. <laughs> How about a gaff? A gaff is a, a large hook mm-hmm. that you can uh, stab the fish with to help hoist mm-hmm. them into the boat yeah. or, or onto the bank. Um, only to be used on fish that you plan to eat. Yes. Yes. And use you are, use these very carefully. Yeah. Yeah. They will get you. Oh, yeah. You can they put it through your hand, you. your other hand, your leg, whatever. All right. Two more. A gaff is also a mistake, right? Could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you, if you mess up, if you have a gaff with the gaff. <laughs> yeah. You could be you could going end up for in the a, hospital. Yeah, ambulance <laughs> ride. <laughs> and not to be, you could be a dead stick at that time, which is another fishing term. How about, so two more. Brackish. Brackish references the condition of the water. Like it's very mm-hmm. muddy or dirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, like the, it's. Isn't that it's uh, it's mostly fresh water with some salt water in it. Oh, oh. So like where right. my my river for instance, uh, any tidal river, it's where 
the fresh water gets close to close to that tidal shift where the salt oh. water comes in and the fresh water goes out. So that's where the so, bull sharks are. Yeah, bull sharks, manatee. We have blue crabs in my freshwater river. You oh. know, so yeah. Um, and then the last one. This is a tricky one. It could be a tricky one. A grand slam. And I'm not referring to Denny's. And I'm not referring to baseball. Well, there were many Grand Slam breakfasts at Denny's. Mm, There's only one Denny's it. in Des Moines, and I have mm. not yet gone to. It's been here for maybe the last 10 years. It, they, they were gone for so many years, and then they came back. Mm. I still haven't gone there because it's at a truck stop. Mm. So I'm just not interested. Well, in I don't have any problem with truckers. If, if we're talking catfishing, the Grand Slam is catching one of each of the three different species of cat fish the channel cat the blue cat and the flathead so it could be that is a grand slam when referring mm -hmm. to catfish yes but it could be other species so some notable angling achievement usually three popular species of fish oh. from a certain area Oh, so that way, so you know, our bass fishing friends, our trout fishing friends, our saltwater for, you know, whatever. Wow. Gotta, I didn't you realize gotta that they shared that term. That's nice. You got to be inclusive, Marilla. That's very sportsmanlike. And stop talking about our truck driver friends. Yeah. <laughs> I love truck drivers. My stepdad's I'm not going a truck there. driver. I'm not going there. My brother goes there all the time. Dude, I had the Grand Slam breakfast. <laughs> mm. When I worked at Denny's, I worked at Denny's through college, and we used to have a sandwich called the Dagwood. Oh, it was a big, giant roll, like a face-sized roll of sourdough bread. And they would cut it in half and, like, scoop the the insides sure. of the top of the bread out and then it would be like ham and bacon and eggs and cheese like stacked oh man anyway whew. I, wow, I can getting, make that uh, I'm getting a little uh, perspirating there a little bit <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> we love food <laughs> yes we do well everybody is kind of a low key show tonight but a fun show uh as I was researching this, I learned a lot about different fishing terms and especially, you know, some from across the United States and definitely some in other fishing uh, species that I've never really thought of, you know, the bass fishing, trout fishing, offshore fishing. So it's a great exercise in learning a little bit more about the terms that people use uh, just for fishing. And I'm sure like every hobby or industry would uh, would have the same type of terms too. So I think it's only fair that as anglers, we learn the terminology in our industry, I guess you can say. Quotes. I did air quotes at that time. What do you think about it, Mike? Did you enjoy it? Well, honestly, I had forgotten that I agreed to be quizzed for an hour <laughs> because over the weekend I was just coughing and yeah i i wasn't even part of the the real report mm -hmm. i watched it every single minute of it and my gosh mm -hmm. that was so much fun and and uh it, it felt good to be a part of the crowd again you know there to you be go. part of the chat and 
And then I started thinking to myself, I got to get well, man. I got to I got to get on that podcast on Tuesday. And then my fans need me. You, you mentioned the format. I'm like, oh, I did agree to that. So <laughs> I, I feel I did a little bit better than I was worried. I was worried because I know that you are definitely a student of of the game. So I, I thought these were going to be even more technical than than what you had thrown at me. And and even then, you know, you gave me a few that maybe I, I earned most of it. So the best of what the internet could provide, I gave. Yeah. And then some extra ones. I put out a poll on my YouTube channel on my community page for people to tell me uh, their most unique fishing terms that they use. And most of them I had heard before, but there were some, there were some that were so specific. Uh, and I think some people even made them up. Like I think Jeremy's tournament cats made one up. He said, the man in the blue suit refers to a blue catfish. And I was like, come on, Jeremy, come on, man. Give me a break. I'll give him a hard time about it later. <laughs> there, there aren't blue cat too close to me, but I've never heard mm. that. So that's, mm -mm. that is very unique to, mm -mm. to my ears. Mm -hmm. But we had a great time tonight. Y'all, if you had a great time, uh, if you're on YouTube, please hit that thumbs up. If you're listening on the podcast, consider checking out Palmetto Cat's YouTube channel where you can see uh, production videos, other live streams. Mike just referenced the real review that we did on Sunday night and me and uh, a couple other YouTubers and some fans came up and showed their favorite reels, whether they be spinning combos or bait casters or giant hand cranks for reels. Uh, you got to see it and you got to hear about it. And uh, maybe you could learn a little bit and inform your decision-making before you purchase a reel. So uh, go check that out. Come over and hit the subscribe button and, and join the family over here on YouTube. But no matter what you do, we just thank you for listening to the podcast again today. Um, and we ask that if you want to support the podcast and the Palmetto Cats YouTube channel to check out the website, www.shoppalmettocats.com, where you can get Palmetto Cats merchandise. You can register for upcoming events. And you can see the community calendar and see what other people are doing. We have a lot of cool live stream fishing tournaments going on in the community. And I think you would really enjoy it. But, uh, Mike, that's all I got. Before I pray us out, do you have anything else you want to say to the peeps? You know, thanks for reminding me. I need to go over to uh, to the website and get an Iron Cat t-shirt. Keep forgetting mm. to do that. Yep, go do that. Go do that. All right, everybody, like we end every show, I'm going to pray us out, and then we'll bid you adieu. Heavenly Father, I thank you for another awesome show again. I thank you for all the people watching on YouTube, and I thank you for the people listening on the podcast. Lord, I pray that it would bring some benefit, if even just joy, of listening to whoever is, is listening. Lord, I, I pray that we could offer some kind of benefit towards people's lives, and even if it's just a little bit of entertainment, Lord, you've blessed it and you made it happen. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Until next time, we'll say happy fishing. <laughs>